Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, this is Carly. Just as a reminder, we're on a break this week. So that means we are releasing an episode from our Patreon. We'll be back with more Sister Wives next week. Enjoy. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And we have a very special request today from one of our legal wives, Courtney. This was an amazing, amazing recommendation. We're talking about Below Deck, Season 3, Episodes 9 and 10, Fire, and What Took You So Long. So this is kind of an interesting setup here. We are we have never watched Vanilla Below Deck, <laughs> if we're being totally honest. We are partial to Below Deck Med. We love the Mediterranean. We love Hannah. Who's... Spoiler alert, no longer part of that show on a regular basis here. But like go downhill fast. Yeah, I mean, we got Bugsy still, so we're all in on Bugsy. <laughs> but yeah, so this was our first ever experience with Below Deck as a show. And honestly, yeah, the, the way that it formats out here, because it's episodes 9 and 10, because most of the times the charters, the actual excursions, the group of guests that they're taking care of, it's kind of like half of an episode usually... Yeah, they usually split it in half. You have a cliffhanger in the middle to find out how poorly things are going to do usually. This was quite a cliffhanger <laughs> on this one here. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot to take in on this this outing, on this one week of charter. So I'm just going to read the episode description for episode 10. Um, we'll do a brief summary of what happened in episode 9, because really the bulk of the good shit happened in the second episode. But yeah. you needed the beginning for the uh, little backstory setup, the setup here. All right. So description. Captain Lee grills the crew to find out the cause of the galley fire and his inquiry leads to a dismissal. 
Rocky dives off the boat in a fit of rebellion, the crew bands together to create a special birthday celebration for a charter guest. A little bit of spoilers there because, yeah, the obviously, if you could not tell, there's a fire on the boat. <laughs> Fire's real bad on boats. I don't know. If, I don't know much about maritime law and uh, how to how to survive out there, but I do know that fire on a boat is a pretty bad situation. You don't want it. You want to avoid that at all costs. They really sold the end there with uh, they banded together to create a very special birthday celebration. They got through it. It they, was it was memorable. Yeah, you yeah you're not gonna forget this one. Charter guests. All right, so a quick summary of where we left off with episode nine. Basically, interior, they're a mess. They hate each other. Kate, she's our chief stew. She thinks that the head chef, Leon, is a shitty, shitty chef, which hard to tell since we're just dropping in here if that's true or not, because the charter guests love his food. And this is a similar thing that we've seen on other iterations of Below Deck as well, where the chief stew will get disappointed. She'll be disappointed by the chef's lack of creativity or I don't even know. It's just they get burned out by serving the same food somehow. And it's like, you're not eating it. I'll stop serving it when you can correctly pronounce what it is when you bring it to the table. How about that? Well, that's usually a problem. That's a big problem. (laughs) And so, yeah, it becomes an issue here too, where it's like uh, they, they complain, the chief stew will complain that the chef is sending out the same food. And it's like, yeah, these are different guests. They didn't have the food two weeks ago. Yeah, that shut was the up. Same. Who, cares Who cares if they give you a good tip at the end of the charter? That's why you work this job. Yeah, if you keep getting the good tips, then it's like, okay, yeah, I don't care if you're serving the same thing. At least I know I can memorize what it is and tell you right off the top of my head. So we've also got Rocky. She is the third stew. She's at the, the low man on the totem pole, and she is at her breaking point because Kate and then Amy, the second stew... They are constantly on her ass about how she does her job. And it's not just about how she does the job. It's also her attitude when they come to her with feedback about how she does her job. But that kind of ends this episode at the beginning here because Rocky is on her A game because she got some secret D from the bosun the night before. Yeah, so Eddie is getting into a bit of trouble here because he's fucking the crazy. And you got to be careful. (laughs) Gotta be careful fucking the crazy. Yeah, and we have to really, we have to set this up right. So Eddie has a girlfriend back on shore, but he's been fucking Rocky on the side. So he's planning to break up with the girlfriend when he gets back. That changes quickly. We've also got a primary guest this episode who is celebrating his 50th birthday. He also apparently has a son who looks like a poor man's Ryan Gosling. The camera is like not leaving knockoff Ryan Gosling. We're getting him in various outfits. We're zooming in on the shoes. It's it it's pretty good from a distance, but when he smiles, it's like, ooh, not Ryan Gosling. No, not the same. <laughs> His picture was pretty convincing, though. He has a headshot. Yeah, as soon as we saw the picture, I was like, yeah. he's not going to look like that when he gets here. <laughs> that, that was the only thing that I knew for sure. Now, towards the end of the episode... The chef has served a rabbit dinner. With mixed reviews. But, well, I mean, for the most part. There was, when he was introducing the dish earlier in the day, the primary charters, I think it's his wife, she voiced her concerns because she grew up on a farm, a hobby farm, where she made some rabbit friends, and her grandparents then tried to feed the rabbit to her. 
which she refused to eat. But tonight is her chance to finally taste rabbit now that it was not one of her pets. She's not friends with these rabbits. So so chef is confident here that he'll be able to put these out on the plate. She's going to enjoy it. it. Not changing the plan. Still fed them rabbit. So with their bellies full, they decide they're going to watch a movie and Rocky and Kate get into the galley to start preparing some snacks. Yeah, another trend that I've seen just from dropping into this episode is that the chef, Leon, seems to nap a lot. (laughs) He seems to be asleep more often than not. You know what's interesting? Nobody wakes him up, whereas on Below Deck Med, they're like, "Uh, the charter guest would like some cut up avocado. Could you wake up? I need you up here. (laughs) I need you to slice some avocado. And then Captain Sandy's popping her head in. She's like, where where are you? Who's cutting these avocados? (laughs) Anyway, would have been good if someone would have woken him up because what ultimately ended up happening is popcorn is burnt in the microwave and immediately after a fire ignites in the oven where they are trying to cook some pizza. And we're left on a cliffhanger as Rocky and Kate are running out of the galley. They leave the oven door wide open so the camera has this amazing shot of the flames shooting up through the top of the oven and they are waiting for someone from deck crew to bring a goddamn fire extinguisher. Which I don't think is a good idea because then bringing the fire extinguisher, depending, depending on where the deck crew is bringing the fire extinguisher from, it might be a different type. There are multiple types of fire extinguishers, so this is something to be aware of. If it's like a foam one or a chemical one where it actually shoots out a powder, that's probably what they have on the exterior on the deck stuff. So if they bring a deck crew fire extinguisher down to the kitchen, there should be a CO2 one already in the kitchen, in the galley. There is 100% a fire extinguisher in the galley. There's no way this boat is allowed off the dock without a fire extinguisher in there. I'm sure they checked on that. Yeah, and it it is the proper one for, yeah, it it would be a CO2, so there's not going to be like residue or chemicals that are being launched into an oven where you're going to be preparing food. (laughs) Man, these stews like really need a lesson, a fire lesson, because they also leave the door wide open. They just, you know, don't, don't cut off the source of oxygen. Yeah, let's go ahead and feed that fire while we're at it. All right, so let's go and move on to episode 10 then. So this is where Eddie jumps in, the bosun. He is not currently making sweet, sweet love to Rocky, so he is able to put out this fire. It's not great, guys. Captain Lee comes up to the galley to find out what the hell happened here. And as often happens on Below Deck, the stews immediately start blaming other people. So Kate really goes out on a limb here. She's really trying to cover her ass and she's going the complete opposite way. She's like, I wasn't even in the galley when this ha- when all of this took place. Technically, I wasn't here. I wasn't even here. She had gone out with the guests to figure out how to work the DVD player. So she is trying to act like she was never here, doesn't know what happened. But mind you, oh, but mind you, she threw that popcorn in the microwave and torched it. And then she (laughs) threw that frozen pizza right into the oven without even opening it entirely. She just chucked it in there and then ran upstairs. She really did. She just like, she barely, you know, when you barely open the oven, you just, you're like, ah, I could get it onto the first rack. I don't have to open it any further. That's basically what she did. And she just immediately shut it and set the temperature and then walked away. So Rocky is making it very clear. Kate turned on the oven. Kate put the pizza in it. Kate 
left two empty sheet pans on the rack below. And the charter guests, it's so much worse. They are fully aware that there has been a fire on board. They oh, are making jokes about they it. They know. Well, okay. So first of all, when you burn popcorn and when you burn it to the extreme extent that this bag of popcorn was burnt, it literally melted through the side of the bag. Everybody on the boat knows that somebody burned popcorn. That is a smell that you cannot hide. It lingers. <laughs> Hopefully they think it's just that the bag caught on fire. I don't know. I've only seen, okay, the only bag of popcorn that I've seen burnt worse was when my sister made popcorn one time. And it was, you remember when they switched over, they introduced, it was like those personal bags of popcorn that they introduced. So they were smaller? They were smaller bags. Like half the size, right? They're like a quarter of the size. But then it doesn't really look like smaller necessarily. You can't, you can't, it's very hard to tell. To be fair. So she set it on like a regular oh, bag of popcorn time. That, oh, she set it on a regular one. And that bag was black when it came out of our <laughs> microwave. microwave. Yep. Yeah, it was done. So, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you can't hide these smells. That's a very prominent smell. Well, Kate's trying to, because she is denying up and down to the guests. There was no fire on this boat. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see that. I didn't look at that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the the one guy, Eddie, showed up with a fire extinguisher that was dispensed into the oven area. That's about all I know. <laughs> and she just goes to bed, leaving us with one last thought in her confessional that this is all Leon's fault because the galley is covered in grease. It was just a matter of time till it lit on fire. This was a tinderbox just waiting to go up here. And even when I first heard this, I was like, Okay, that's a stretch. Like the dude was asleep. He wasn't even conscious for any of this. He wasn't around. You did everything in this scenario. How did you mess this up so bad? So that was my initial reaction at first. But then, yeah, because what's still amazing, there were multiple fire alarms going off. Leon slept through it all. I'm talking the whole thing, start to finish. He was asleep. Now, it's the next morning. Leon is finally up. He enters the galley. He finds a post-it note. On the oven handle saying there was a fire last night. Do not use this oven. I think there was like a winky face or a smiley face emoji probably on there too. <laughs> and I like how, yeah, this was a, a big enough problem where they were like, probably slap a post-it on it. Should probably, that seems like a post-it problem solution. Leon just shakes his head. He starts cleaning. Everything is covered in grease and the leftover foam from the fire extinguisher. This is not an important enough reason for Kate to wake up early and speak to Leon. So she just leaves Amy to start breakfast service, who decides she's just not going to address it and doesn't tell him anything. Yeah, I would love to see the handwritten notes that she left for Amy, where it was like, hey, I was up till 4 a.m., still pretty tired, uh, fire in the in the oven, see you later. Don't tell Leon, just leave a note. <laughs> well, thank God, Rocky is awake and she is Leon's only friend on interior. So she comes into the galley and tells him the whole story. Luckily for Captain Lee and the rest of the crew, the charter guests are actually going to be off the boat for most of the day because they had a shark dive scheduled yesterday, but it was canceled because visibility was poor underwater. So they're going today. So they're going to be off the boat. <laughs> so this is going to be good because we got to go Sherlock Holmes here and uh, everybody needs to meet up with Captain Lee and figure out who's responsible for this fire. So you can already tell this is going to be a situation where everyone is going to blame each other for what happened. Captain Lee puts on his arson investigator hat 
And he knows that it's the smartest thing to do to invite them separately to the bridge to tell their accounts because otherwise it's going to become a he said, she said. I think it was Billy Joel. That's where I'm leaning. That's where I got my money. (laughs) This is not Captain Lee's first charter. No. (laughs) Clearly. Maybe it was Mary. Did Mary start the fire? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. They luckily do both tell similar stories about what happened, which I found shocking. Overall, basic facts, the same. Rocky does fuck it up a little bit when she starts to complain about how Kate treats Leon because she seems to already assume that Kate is going to take this opportunity to blame him. She's not wrong, but that's not the information that Captain Lee is after right now. He's just looking for fire facts. That's what he wants to know. (laughs) That's what he's here for. So he's annoyed with her that this is even coming up. He really doesn't care about her opinion of people's working relationships. To be fair, he did ask her blankly and kind of a general blanket statement of anything else. And she indulged. She had a lot. Yeah, she had a lot of anything else to share. uh, And she did. (laughs) finally lee just concludes that the fire started because the oven was dirty must have been it yeah the the way that we've deduced this because at first i was like okay kate she's reaching here to just say this is leon's fault when she was already trying to say that she wasn't even in the galley when the fire was happening (laughs) so i was not taking her at her word for that but upon review of the footage and also the sworn testimonies of the two stews involved, the pizza was still frozen on the tray. And the flames were coming from the bottom. Correct. So then, yeah, Rocky puts a little bit too much stock into, there were these two empty trays in the oven that probably could have caused this, that should have been removed prior to the pizza. I'm not disagreeing that they should have been removed from the oven if they're just empty trays in the oven yeah, you should probably take those out if you're going to cook a pizza in there on another tray, on another rack. But none of those things were on fire. It was the base of the (laughs) oven. Also, I've never had an empty baking sheet ignite. I can't say that I personally have either. Carly has had some other toaster oven (laughs) fire experience. (laughs) That was bad. That was unrelated, and that was not an empty tray. This is a PSA. Do not put taco shells in a toaster oven. Okay, and more specifically, do not put hard shell corn tortillas (laughs) into a toaster oven because they will ignite. They will. They will ignite. They will become shriveled and black very quickly. You will need a new toaster oven. And the oil that is in the corn tortillas will then function like a candle (laughs) and they'll just continue to burn. As soon as you open the door... Oxygen gets in there and it bursts into flame. We know from experience. This is good. This is this is why Christine does not own a toaster oven. They kill more people than sharks. It's hazardous. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> well, no, she own, she doesn't own a toaster. And I don't think anybody should be putting a corn tortilla, a hard shell in a toaster. tortilla in a toaster um, at all. I definitely wouldn't recommend. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So even though Leon was asleep, it's now his turn to come up and give his account of what happened. So he comes up, he talks to Lee. It doesn't go well because he has a shitty attitude from the second that he enters the bridge. And I think this is where Captain Lee has kind of had enough of his shit, basically, because that's pretty much what's going on here is there's just he's met with resistance from the onset. And really, honestly, all Leon needed to say during this interview process was, I was not awake for this. I was asleep in the cabin below. I can tell you what other people told me. Rocky filled me in on this information this morning, and that's all I know. That's all he needed to say, and he would have probably been in a better spot, but he did not stop there. No, he caps the tail off by mentioning that Kate was drinking while working, and this happens often. So if you want to know why a fire started in the oven, maybe Kate was a little drunk. And Captain Lee's like, did you see her drinking yesterday? And Leon's like, mm, no, not specifically. <laughs> I'm just assuming that just, she was drinking. I know that she drinks and she drinks on the job sometimes. So, yeah, if she neglected her duties here and put the boat at risk, maybe she was a little tipsy. So then Captain Lee's like, all right, well, now he's just trying to throw somebody under the bus. I don't know why he didn't pick up on that as much with, uh, with Kate because she was doing the same thing but in a slightly different way where she was trying to remove well, herself from the scenario. I think it's, and it's more plausible that the oven was dirty and something that was already in there caught a flame rather than Kate was drunk and somehow lit the oven on fire. Right. To blame Kate and say she probably messed something up, that was where Captain Lee felt it was an insult to his intelligence because he saw the frozen pizza and it was still frozen. The pizza was not the fire. <laughs> the uh, the junk on the bottom of the oven was on fire. So long story short, this is going to be Leon's last charter because Captain Lee has decided he is not putting up with this anymore and he has to get rid of someone because this relationship between the chef and the interior is not working. So the easiest thing to do in this scenario is to fire the chef. Because the chef's just one person. The chef is just one single entity. We only need him to cook lunch and dinner to finish out the charter. Today? Yeah, to finish this charter. And surely he'll be professional and he will do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not happening. No. This is it. Leon's like, you know what? Fuck this. If you're going to fire me, I'm going now. He packs his bag. He leaves. 
They have no one to cook the two remaining meals. And now when Rocky finds out that her best friend on the boat here has left, she wants to leave too. So this is the point where she's having an argument with Amy and Eddie about the captain's decision just because it's all taken so personally. She doesn't understand how this decision can be made to to let him go at this state in the charter in any way, shape, or form. She's getting upset that Eddie is disagreeing with her because of their personal interconnected relationship that they have now. And this is where Rocky loses it. I don't know how else to explain what happens to her. Rocky starts stripping. She's taking off all of her clothes. She's only in her bra and her underwear. She storms off the deck, jumps overboard into the ocean and starts swimming away. And at first I got concerned and then I was impressed because that was a very nice dive, very good form. And then as soon as she started swimming again, I was like, "Uh oh, and then when you see her swim, it's like, oh, no, she knows what she's doing. So really, no one, no one jumps after her. No, nobody's no one's going that after. concerned. She it turns out because we didn't know this dropping in on the season. She is the most experienced swimmer on board. So now she's in the water and she I guess she feels more at home there. <laughs> No, Captain Lee's pissed because he's got to write up a whole nother report. <laughs> yeah, because not only do you have your fire report now, you also have a man overboard. <laughs> she also, when she's in the water, starts swimming towards another boat and they look the other direction and oh shit, here come the charter guests back from their shark excursion and we have Rocky half naked trying to get aboard a boat that's anchored right across from us. You couldn't have planned it any better. I mean, the coordination that went into this is absolutely astounding. (laughs) What are they going to do? They have to deal with this somehow. So Captain Lee's like, fuck it. Go tell the guests. I'm going to buy them lunch. Lunch is on me. Birthday lunch. (laughs) Get off the boat. (laughs) We're sending them back ashore. They're going to eat over there while I deal with the multiple situations that we're handling right now. One crisis at a time. And thank God that they sent them out for lunch based on the way dinner goes. Well, yeah. Yeah. So they were trying. (laughs) The main goal here is that Captain Lee's like, well, we absolutely do not have a chef right now. So we need to eliminate a meal and then figure out what the hell we're doing for dinner. Because if I'm buying them lunch... I sure as shit can't send them to a restaurant for dinner to buy them dinner too. So he's taken the quick option here. I'm going to send them to lunch, my treat, and the charter guests, they're so into it. They're super down with this. The ladies were a little too drunk. They had a little beach excursion of their own because they didn't go to the shark thing. They were a little tipsy. I was like, I don't know if you can send these people to a restaurant right now. You might need to wait a 20 you minutes or so. Carry them in there. Yeah. So that's going to be Amy's problem. That's Amy's thing to deal with. She's going to drag these charter guests into lunch, which they basically just drink at lunch, too. It's just get everybody hammered <laughs> so they can't realize what's going on as this ship is sinking. <laughs> that's usually the solution on below deck. Now, they do need the other boat to return Rocky because she is the only other person on this boat who has any cooking experience. Spoiler alert. Yeah, she is the only one who's been to culinary arts school. (laughs) So she comes back via tender. She has the other boat's t-shirt on. She storms into her cabin. Kate thinks that Rocky just needs to calm down 
so that she could then cook dinner for the guests. No, Rocky (laughs) was planning her escape. She's like, oh, she was ready to go. I'm yeah. The only reason I'm back is to get my passport and my cash. I'm out of (laughs) here. If she had dove into the water with those things, she would not have come back for anything else she left in that cabin. She would have stayed on as the third stew on that other (laughs) ship, probably. Can you imagine what that other ship was going through where they were like, oh, what the fuck is no? What is happening? They sent her back as fast as she got over there. (laughs) They didn't even get her on their main boat. They were just like, send the tender out, scoop her (laughs) up and get her back over there. Keep her away from our guests. So Rocky calls her parents. They talk her into just sticking it out, at least finish this charter. So she has decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And tonight is the biggest, most important meal that the guests are going to eat. They have requested a birthday party with a white theme for the guest's 50th birthday. And we have no chef. It's always a white theme, though, too. Yeah, get a little more creative, Every charter. Yeah, maybe... That's who Kate should be complaining to. Complain to the charter guests. Be more creative. (laughs) I get that you're rich. And so you want to have a white party because you think that that is the epitome of wealth. But we've watched white party after white party on Below Deck. It's getting old. No. And they're never fun. No. So the other side of this white party is that it is the primary charter's 50th birthday. And somehow... This dude has never had a birthday cake. They didn't really go into detail on that, but they were putting so much emphasis on this birthday cake because apparently this guy has never, ever, in his 50 years of living on Earth, has ever had a birthday cake to call his own. So Rocky has a big challenge ahead of her. She decides she's going to put 110% into cooking dinner tonight to show Captain Lee how much she apologizes for having jumped off ship and swam through the ocean in the middle of a charter. Yeah, for no other reason, really. Yeah, it basically, Captain Lee was refusing her apology. He was not accepting her apology. He was not letting her off the hook. He's like, if you want, uh, if you want to restore my faith in you, then do the job that you're set out to do. She's like, amazing. I am going to crush it as chef. I'm the only person on this boat who is qualified to step in in this scenario. My team needs me now. And here I come. Complete deluded confidence. (laughs) Absolutely unwarranted, unfounded. I do not know what magic Eddie's dick contains, but it has given her an astounding amount of confidence. It made her a decent third stew for about a day. And then now she thinks that she can take over Michelin level chef. No problem. And for not just for today's dinner. But for the remaining two weeks of charters after, I got you. So Kate is like, you know, let's at least take the cake off the menu because that's pretty important. So she orders a cake. She gets some fireworks and she decides the backup plan is to order from a restaurant, which I took issue with because they are docked. There is no reason that plan A couldn't have been order from a restaurant. Yeah, they absolutely should have gone that route. When you are docked, you have options. <laughs> you can get delivery. Why? Mrs. Doubtfire it. Yeah. You order the food. You plate it. You bring it out. They don't know the difference. Help is on the way, dear. <laughs> How are you going to let this crazy bitch who just jumped into the water, you're going to have the whole dinner service hinge on her ability to get food out of the kitchen? 
this person's sanity is now in question <laughs> and you're going to give her the keys to the galley and feed these people. Well, things are off to a great start because Rocky makes a vegetable side for the steak and she completes it. It's actually not looking too bad. I mean, it's not really plated in the most pleasant of ways, but she's got it going here. It looks kind of like a Jurassic Park terrarium, kind <laughs> of. Little. She's like standing stuff up and sticking it in and like doing all kinds of, I don't know what the placement is, the plating. It's kind of strange. She's like, you know what would be perfect to finish this off? Some cocoa nibs. But we don't have those. So I am going to crumble these Oreos on top. Those are different. <laughs> those are different. Yeah. If you're not going to scrape the frosting off, the frosting filling of an Oreo, <laughs> that is no longer just cocoa that you're experiencing on the palate. So we watch her do this. They still let her cook. Next, she's got some giant oysters. And now instead of making a proper kind of sauce to go on them, she just pours some grenadine in there. Or just serving them naturally, as is, right in the brine, in the shell. With grenadine. Nope. Yep. We're going we're gonna to kick this up a notch. We're going to take it to a whole other level and we're going to shot some grenadine <laughs> right out in there. Now, the crime of the episode is that nobody says... All right, fuck this. Put the stuff in the trash. We're going to order dinner. They actually serve this food to the guests. If Hannah from Below Deck Med had been there, she would have kicked this woman off the boat that <laughs> instant. She would have been like, there's no way. There's no way. No, she would have been like, okay, Rocky. I'm it, not serving these. It's time to knock off. It's <laughs> and I'm going to order dinner. <laughs> Thank Someone you. feed them drinks. Yes. So they have no idea how much time has passed. Keep them occupied. Until we get the food on the boat. It'll be at least 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> before I can get this delivered. She would send someone out to dance. Something, yeah. Some kind of distraction, anything. But instead, we're serving oysters with grenadine. They don't go over well, especially considering the guests at this point have been roasting in the sun and doing nothing but drinking for about 14 hours. Give or take, yeah. And so the main charter takes one sip of the grenadine oyster and immediately falls ill. He <laughs> has to leave the table and boot and rally. <laughs> so he is puking in one of the bathrooms. And this is when Amy finally thinks, you know, is Rocky really trying to help right now? Or is this maybe some form of revenge for Leon leaving? I like that they took the middle of dinner service to kick around this idea because <laughs> this has not crossed anybody's mind when this woman, no less than two hours ago, stripped down to her skivvies and jumped off the boat to flee. <laughs> and now she's back putting grenadine in oysters and making <laughs> passengers ill. Eddie has been supervising the galley and he has decided that is enough. He is taking over. He can't watch this anymore. And Rocky is very upset by this because, again, they have this intimate relationship, one that Eddie is now regretting. Yeah, there, there's so much regret here. And he knows better. He knows better now. But it's too late. So he's trying to make the best with what he has here. He's trying to whip up some steaks. He's getting a nice char on them and then they're going to finish them off in the oven hopefully the one that was not blasted with the fire extinguisher <laughs> but i don't know we can't say for sure they send out the steak with the vegetable and oreo side 
This is what blew my mind. I thought that was a separate dish. I thought it was like an appetizer. I thought the it salad. was an appetizer too. I thought it was because then there was an argument that took place in the galley about sending the salad out as its own dish. But then basically Kate had to nix that because there's not enough room on the table. We would have too many plates. We wouldn't be able to put the steaks down anywhere. So we have to put them on the same plate. So now you have steak with a side of Jurassic Park Oreo salad. <laughs> and that's what the dish is. It's a combined experience now. Cocoa nubs and steak. <laughs> the guests are so wasted at this point that they rave about this meal. They have not had a bad meal since they stepped on this boat and they want the chef to come out so they can give their compliments to him. That is how drunk these people are. So mission accomplished there because, yes, now they are asking to speak with the chef. And Kate's like, I'm not bringing anybody out here, especially not Rocky. So, oh, yeah, turns out, oh, the chef has fallen ill today. He will not be joining us. He took a sip of one of those grenadine and oyster appetizers that we served you and. That was all it took. That's all it took. He's out now. Out for the remainder of the charter. Which is like 15 minutes. So like, <laughs> please hurry. Oh my God. Now the only thing that Kate has done to try to fix this situation, the cake, the cake arrives. Okay. And it wasn't just any cake. They were, were specifically requesting a lava cake, which that was going to be a difficult task for anybody to do on the boat. So it is good that they went outside for this because especially... I will stand with Kate on the fact that Leon's dessert baking skills and his sous chef of Betty Crocker, as she put it, <laughs> that was offensive. Because if you're on a charter and you're getting the boxed stuff for your desserts, it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, you I paid get a it. lot more money. You paid a lot of money to experience And I get it. Not all chefs are bakers as well. And so it is difficult. But I mean, if you're going to be a charter chef... You should have some sort of experience with that. Well, the baker that Kate called did not seem to be a skilled baker. Right. I think they <laughs> may have been better off, yeah, just trying to whip something up on their own. But they did get two separate things. The, they got lava cupcakes, which is not a, a lava, lava cake. It's different. Those are lava cupcakes. But then the cake that they did get, oh boy. <laughs> it is destroyed. It is melting. It is collapsing in on itself. It looks like it fell off a motorcycle <laughs> and just rolled its way down the dock all the way up to the foot of the boat. And then one of the deckhands was like, this is what we got. I don't know. Is this the cake you ordered? <laughs> and for some reason, they decide the only thing they need to do to try to fix this cake is just to spread more of the whipped cream back all over it with a spoon. Kate's solution Looking at the cake, and it looks terrible. It looks it looks like the cake from Sleeping Beauty. It is dripping. It is drooping. It is falling apart right in front of your very eyes. It was scary getting it out of the box. They thought it was just going to fall over. Her solution is grab a spoon and fill in the gaps with whipped cream. They put birthday candles in the cake, and they decide they are going to serve it like this. They're going to bring it out there and just hope that the guests don't notice. They should have done a couple more shots before they brought it out. There is no way. This is, there's no way. Why was this 
the best solution. There were so many other options that you could have gone with because all the cupcakes looked good. The the molten lava cupcakes, you could have put them all together and served those on a platter and like put them together as a wink wink cupcake cake. You could have pulled that off. Probably. They were eating inside. You could have killed the lights and brought out the lit cake. That would have been a whole other experience and you could have hid your sins to begin with. <laughs> you could have just cut it into slices ahead of time and brought them out on plates. But yeah, even if killing the lights, I think that would have been the best way because they they made so much emphasis on this guy having a cake. So they wanted a whole cake, but you can't let them see what this cake is. This is not presentable. So yeah, turn off all the lights, light the candles, and just direct whoever's holding the cake. As soon as he blows out these candles, turn and run back to the kitchen with this as fast as you can so we can cut it up back there and they don't have to see this thing. It's not what they do, though. They bring the whole thing out in its glory. Candles about to slide down to the second tier, lights on. And I don't think these people were so drunk that they didn't notice. I think they were just being polite. I think he was just confused more than anything. How do you address this? (laughs) But the fireworks do save the day because they send them out and they are overwhelmed and so happy that this is something special that they did for them. And thank God that that is their last memory of this dinner. You can put that behind them now. This is a weird charter because the guests are leaving at night. So it's about 1030 at this point. They get the guests off the boat. Thank God. And Captain Lee tells everyone we're going to have the tip meeting in the morning. So clean up and get to bed. Captain Lee is over this more than anybody else. (laughs) He's like, I just want to go to sleep. So we're not going to go home. We're not even going to talk about tips tonight. I will address this in the morning. Please leave me alone. Now, this gives Rocky and Kate a golden opportunity to fight about how the night went. Rocky is disappointed that Kate is not throwing out a bunch of compliments because she thinks she did a great job as stand-in chef. And in addition, she always does a great job as third stew. So why is Kate not showering her with compliments? And Kate kind of did. I mean, to be fair, she did come in and say like, oh, good job tonight in a genuine manner. But then that wasn't even enough to appease Rocky at that point. She was still upset. She's still upset about so many other things. She doesn't even know why she's upset. They just end it with Rocky yelling at Kate about how she just jabs at everyone as she motions with the fork, showing her the jabbing. And then Kate tells Rocky, well, you have no respect for your superiors and people who have earned their positions. So it ends just about as well as you think it did. (laughs) Just about. Really, the summary of it is everyone thinks Rocky is psychotic. Her emotions are all over the place. Eddie regrets ever having put it in. He's ready to call his girlfriend, who was nearly his ex, because she's not crazy. And they have the tip meeting and find out, despite the shit show that this charter was, they got an amazing tip from these people who were still drunk when they dug into their pockets. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. That's the only thing that saved them this whole time. And that's really the end of the craziness. We get to see who the new chef is going to be. It is Ben Robinson, who has been a reoccurring chef on both Below Deck and Below Deck Med. So we were familiar with him. He usually jumps in to, to help mid-season whenever they fire whoever was the unprepared and ill-fit chef for the season. He's usually their replacement partway through as an emergency fill-in. 
It's gotten a lot of calls from Captain Sandy. A lot of calls from Captain Sandy <laughs> in the past few seasons here. And that's really it. This was an amazing, amazing journey. Thank you so much for having recommended that we take a look at this shit show because it was so entertaining and fun to review. Yeah, absolutely wild. So let us know what you thought about the episode. You can reach out to us on Discord or you can tweet us at surviving underscore pod. And don't forget to look for the next Let's Talk About It poll so that you can help have a say in what the next recap is. Stay tuned, share with friends. See you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.